Welcome back to another episode of the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. We just watched the classic. I, I already know Gordon's going to hate it. We watched Highlander. Um, I think if you listened to the end of last week's episode, you know where me and Seth are in this movie. Um, <laughs> Jared and Yorton. It's like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect. Yorton, what do you, did you enjoy this movie? This is like nachos just like with too much cheese on it is the best way I can say the chips get soggy. Probably the best way I can describe this movie. So you have to be in the mood for ballpark nachos to enjoy this movie, right? I would even call it maybe ball, like it's been sitting in the cheese a bit too long ballpark nachos. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll go deeper into it. And Jared... Um, so I think, um, don't misconstrue my, uh, upsetness at the end of the last week's episode about this movie. Um, it's more of the franchise in general. Uh, I actually like that. I like, I like this movie. This is a fun movie. It, Jordan is right. It is cheesy. It is over the top. It's ridiculous. It's 1980s in all of its glory. Uh, Oh yeah. Glory in quotes. <laughs> but no, it it's a fun movie. It's a good time and um I'll just I'll go into it a little bit later about my thoughts on the uh, concept of Highlander. There can only be one. So, I'll go into that well, later. That's a good idea cuz they're not Highlanders. He is the Highlander. <laughs> Right, and so that's yeah, something that was I, my I biggest takeaway from this movie that I didn't realize because I always thought no, the it was a Highlander thing that they all have these powers, but no, he's the only yeah. person who's a Highlander. They he just that's his name, his nickname basically is the Highlander because he's from yeah, but Scotland. I mean like people from Scotland. <laughs> yeah, um, and I have a couple questions over because you know, Sean Connery over there, and you figured he's going to be playing someone from nope. <laughs> from there. It's he's like no, nope. he, he says Egypt, but the way he always tells stories, he, he could be who knows where. That's true, Seth. This is probably your fourth time watching it, or something. Is it just as enjoyable <laughs> this time? Yes, I, uh, I I love this movie. If only because, I mean, I, I admit, and I know we'll talk about this a little bit more as we go, but I, I do love the TV show Duncan McCloud more than I love the movie Connor McCloud. But I still love yeah. this movie simply because, like Jerry kind of hinted at, and I know we'll get into it when we do, but the premise and the themes and the explorations that they do with the idea of immortals, I love. And so, yeah, I, I still absolutely loved this movie. That's a good set of segue. Uh, first, the last time I saw this movie, I was in Vegas about 12 years ago. I was hungover with Joey's brother, and we had stayed a day too long. We decided we are not leaving this hotel room because we can't afford to leave this hotel room and go downstairs. So we were hungover, and Highlander was on, and we watched the whole movie. Like, just hungover, laying on the bed, just like we can't go downstairs. And it was an enjoyable time. Um, I, I you know I looked up I watched the show Seth a little bit growing up because my parents watching it and I remember really liking it and I think you're right I looked up the reviews guys and it's hard to find a bad review of the show the show is just like universally loved it's like 
just taking all the best elements of the movie and turning it into a show. And to be honest, the premise, the premise should be a show. It should not be a single one one-off movie. Like you have a, you have a yeah, a swordsman of the week pretty much, right? Go ahead, Jared. No, so think this is what I mean by the concept. This concept only works in long-form storytelling or I'm doing just a one-off movie. Just a one-off movie, and that's it. I'm not trying to tell a sequel. I'm just finishing the story in that one movie. So reference the movie The One, with Jet Li came out in 2001. It similar concept of sorts. Um, very, very good movie. Cheesy, but uh, terrible acting. But good movie, good concept. And the way that they created it, um, but the Highlanders, or there can only be one, they're from parallel universes, and then the last one from all the parallel universes gains all the power of the other ones. What, is this, are these the sequels you're talking about? No, no, no Jet Li's the one Jet Li movie. movie, the one. The one. Well, I've seen Everything that movie. all at where, but like with more action. And so that's what I'm saying. Like how it works with one-off films, they started that, like the movie started when there was only like three left. So then it's dwindling mm-hmm. down to the one. At the gathering. Yeah. So it's like this movie, this concept literally only works in long form storytelling or just a complete one off movie, no sequels. I agree. And that's why I really like this movie and I like the series. The sequels, that was where I was pissed off and crapping last time because I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) It did. I tell you what, though. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, like Jared's right. I mean, uh, because the one movie that it has, I feel like also, by the way, the movie's actually like an hour too short. Uh, I feel like it should have been an hour longer to fully flesh out on all the different themes and stuff. 30, I mean, yeah, you're, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, basically, it just should have been a little bit longer to fully flesh all the ideas out that the TV show it's like if you watch this movie, for anyone listening who likes this movie or watches this movie and likes it, uh, you should definitely check out the show because, one, the sword fights are better in the show. And, two, I, that's a slow bar. No, no, I like I, – I still enjoy the cheesy sword fights in this one, but I'm telling you guys, like, the TV show has the best sword fights I've ever seen of anything. Uh, I'll even put on lightsaber fights, but lightsaber fights only get, like, a slight – edge up because they get the force powers with it but other than that the best sword fights are on the highlander tv show but anyway i digress point that final sword fight didn't do it for you hey you know what though i'm not gonna lie actually that was the one sword fight of the whole thing where i was like okay that's okay there's a little bit of speed going on there's some movement there's there's some action some feet movement he's moving his feet okay the sword fight in the alleyway between the bad guy and the Lasted. Oh, I don't. First of all, did we all watch the director's cut? I don't know. Which, I just did whatever one was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I did the first one on Prime. Me I think Seth it was okay. Yeah, Seth, you did. If you watched this version, I did. Which yeah, oh, no, I did. I did. I'm saying I think they did. I think that was what was available to them. Did, did you Amazon. see the origin of Rachel, his assistant? Yeah, in Nazi Germany. I yeah. think that's what they took out of the, the film and they put it back in for the, the director's cut. I could see why they would take that out of it. <laughs> Just if, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyways, okay. Um, so let's talk real quick before we get in the movie. 
this movie's been in reboot hell for over a decade. Um, however, Henry Cavill right now attached, but ever since the John Wick movies came out, it the, they've been steering towards saying this movie is going to be John Wick with swords. And I'm in. Are you guys in for that? Seth Bracken, do not. You're going to end this friendship. Seth will end this friendship. He's been trying. He has. He has. It's a You've fair been trying question. to end this friendship, and I feel like you're about to do it. I'm I've just, missed like, something. What's going on? I'm just going to say. I hope it's not like John Wick and that it's the same fight over and over again you're in a movie. Not. It's you're the exact on, same choreography. You're just crapping on John Wick 3. I mean, that is that John Wick 3 is the one that was the one that did that for me. That was the only one that, you know, it. when I watched John Wick Chapter 3, I was like, oh, hey, I've seen this fight before. I've seen this fight before. Yeah, I've seen okay. this fight before. This time they're on horses and not motorcycles, right? Yes, I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, so I don't mind the idea of the stylized fight sequences in Highlander. Yeah, if they do that, I'm okay with it. But I'm hoping that it's not the let's just change up the backgrounds and hope no one notices while we have the exact same sword fight. Because I mean, I watched six seasons of Highlander and never felt like that way. I... <laughs> just eat some popcorn Dude. and have fun. Man, no, I'm sorry. I was about to say, I, I'm, it's going to be so hard not to mention where we're going with this because Jared already hinted at it too with what happens after this. But this is a good popcorn movie. I will say that. And I would be okay with a stylized sword fight as long as it's not um, repeated. Okay. So let's just go and dive into the movie. This movie starts off with Queen just blasting your eardrums. And we are at a wrestling event. And it just feels so 80. The wrestlers are a little bit overweight. Everything's great. McCloud um, is just not enjoying his time whoa, whoa, right whoa, whoa, now. He's just totally not having a good time. What's up? Don't skip over the fabulous Freebirds. I mean, they were problematic with their face paint, but Fabulous <laughs> Freebirds. That was a tag team. Michael Hayes. Oh. I didn't Wearing know the they were flag sequin Yeah, I don't think they're problematic, but they are legends in the industry. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> As I got a WWE Raw playing in the background right now. That's Wait, funny. what's up? Okay. I just want to tag on real quick. You know, there's one thing about movies I really miss that the '80s seem to be doing, at least somewhat regularly, that we don't do anymore, and that is Nudity? taking. <laughs> no, 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 taking a movie. And attaching a rock band to its entire soundtrack, like Prince with oh, yeah. 1989's Batman and Queen, who Movie really Labyrinth. loved this movie. And yeah, yeah, exactly. I was just saying, like, we, I wish we should, I would say I wish we could get back to that, but I'm not exactly sure there's any uh, one modern variation that I'd actually sure. want anyone doing that, but still. Feel with the one, ba- with that one Batman movie. I don't know if Ed he made Sheeran. any of the songs on the album, but I, Kiss of a Rose is great. I was joking with Ed Sheeran. Um, McCloud's having a terrible time. He goes down, and you're how pissed would you be if you parked your car on that floor in that parking garage? <laughs> well, I'm glad I have insurance on my car because I'd be like, What the hell just happened here? He is this, yeah, this is where they have a fight to the death with some middle aged looking man. 
and they cut off his head. And to be fair, they're all middle-aged men, pretty much. That's true, but this guy does not look like he is an immortal, right? Uh, <laughs> Generic anyway, office worker, dude. Yeah, like I'm uh, sorry, I was late to the flight. I just had to, you know, turn in some documents to the to the boss. Um, yeah, they have this huge fight, and it's not really good sword fighting, but it is what it is. All the cops blow up. I mean, all the cars blow up. He absorbs his energy, which Jerry or Seth, I would think, is done better in the show. The way they portray that, it is like actual lightning coming down into him. Yeah, it's, one, it's less destructive, so it doesn't have that whole like, you know, like crater of a meteorite just landed in Madison Square Garden's parking garage, uh, and it looks cool. It actually look, it does look a lot better in the show, but it does. Jared. Uh, as he escapes, we're taken back to Scotland in 1536. Did you enjoy these flashback scenes more than the present day scenes, or like should it have been in chronological order, or did you appreciate the cut to flashbacks here and there? Uh, y'all know how I feel about flashbacks. Um, that if you write your story well enough, you don't need flashbacks. Um, yeah, I... no, if you write your story well enough, you most of the time, sorry, most of the time, <laughs> I'll regret. Um, this this movie didn't need flashbacks. I would have liked if you could do present day like they did. That was a great opening. Then just complete flashback sequence, and then back to the movie present day, and then no more flashbacks. I didn't like the intermittent flashbacks, but I do. I did like the present day flashback. Then once you go back to present day, just stay there. But for the way that they portrayed the story, it kept doing flashbacks back and forth. And it didn't, I feel like you could have written it or developed it better, storyboarded it better, so you didn't have to keep cutting in and out. See, I'm actually going to defend that because it's not like they keep on flashing back to the same time most of the time. Most of his flashbacks are like different times in his life. So you're right. You're right. You're right. I agree See, with you. Yeah. I agree with you. You're right. Uh, I'm also going to say and tag in on that one. I know you just agreed with him anyways, but just because I want to expand on this is I think of any franchise with the exception of the vampire TV show that copied this entire format called Forever Night that ran for three seasons. I don't recommend it, but uh, it is like. It's almost that you have to weave in flashbacks. Well, I don't because I was thinking. No one knows what you're talking Night. about. Forever Night, it was the anyway, Angel was kind of an, inspired by it. There's a Thunderbird, the Thunderbird that Angel jumps into in season one of episode one. He's like, This is the wrong car. Is actually... is, you're wasting okay. the podcast time. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Sorry, I got decided. But my point being was is that this is the one type of show, because this there's that was the only other show I could think of that would do it, where the story almost demands that you have flashbacks weaved in and out of it solely because of the way that he lived his life of him being an immortal and him having all these different memories and associations with different things. And so you almost have to have them weaved in and out in order for the story to work well enough to the point where you also don't reveal every single little thing that happens too quickly, if that makes sense. Because a lot of his yeah. stuff that he learns about being an immortal and stuff, if we learn it too quickly, it doesn't have as much of an effect later in the movie. Quick question about him being immortal now, because it's originally he can't have kids, but it sounded like at the end of the movie, now he can have kids? 
That's the prize. Because he got the prize. Yeah, he got he, he can he, connect he with mortal. nature. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that. about that. That's a whole I got a whole bunch of questions over like the point of all this. So he can't, could um, read people's minds before that. It was once he got the pro okay. Because oh man, that sort of solved an issue that I had with this movie. <laughs> but now that you say that, it's like, oh, it breaks an issue I have with this movie. Yeah, he didn't I, get any extra powers until he won the prize. I'll defend the flashbacks because it kept me from being bored. I was always switching scenery. You know, I enjoyed that part of it. Can we just say he loses so quickly to Kurgan in this flashback? Like, he's like, Kurgan, Kurgan's like, McLeod, stab. McLeod's dead. <laughs> I mean, he's left for dead at that point. It was the most anticlimactic battle ever. They kind of explain it, though. They they kind of do. Because remember, he's like, you remember Ramirez goes, like, remember when you felt ill, you felt it on the battlefield? And when you first see him feel Ramirez, like that sense of, you know, oh, there's another one among us or around us that he like almost doubled over. So in a way, you could argue that that's what he was feeling, which is why he was not really down for fighting anymore. Also, he was untrained. Bergen oh. was trained. You're the... He was mounted. More... Which is a huge disadvantage. I was doing a little research and like, how does, like, I was trying to understand some rules here in this world. And, okay, so apparently, I don't know when this was, this is hard to explain. I don't know when this was written down or what movie this was explained in or if it, if it was a show. Probably the show. Once you lose your first life, if you're chosen, you're an immortal. From that yes. point on. So if he would have died in that battle at the age of 86, he would have stayed yes. looking 86 his whole yes. life until he lost his head, right? Yes. The movies kind of changed that up huh. as the movie series goes on, but the TV show kind of solidified a lot of the ground rule logics that the show and the movies didn't have. But yes, the, you only, like, you can, if you die naturally, you aren't chosen. It's, you also have to, like, die, like, non-naturally if that makes sense so you have to have an accident a car accident or be murdered or something okay, okay. and so that explains why he did die at the beginning and now like getting stabbed doesn't affect him i was wondering about that yeah and yeah it, I was like he's immortal why is he yeah okay okay and he that, didn't that know he's immortal and all, yeah all that good stuff which and oh, yeah, because most people don't go around them. getting stabbed if they don't know. Yeah. But immortals can sense when other people would be immortal, but even if they can't really. And that's established in the TV show as well. And that's, that's how he was after him, even though McLeod didn't know that he was immortal. Yes, which is why the Kurgan was able to be like, I want that one. That's the guy I want. That's why he was hunting him down. The guy who plays Kurgan, I feel like if this was made in the nineties, would have been would have been played by the guy who's who plays uh Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat. Like same vibes. Is it just because Christopher Lambert played the Raiden? Oh, I didn't even think about that. No. It's oh, Lambert. Right? You had it. Yeah. Wow. Good you call. Didn't... Wait, what? You didn't remember well, I knew. That? No, I knew he was in the movie. I didn't. I guess I didn't. They're not in the well, same. Well, he couldn't movie have been the Kurgan right. though. He would have had to been a different character because the Kurgan is a very Kurgan specific Clancy Brown. 
Well, he's he's like a Russian person. Like he's supposed to be like a big giant white dude. I, I don't think this movie think about that. About? If Sean Connery no, no, played no. an Egyptian. <laughs> okay, now you're I'll give you that, but the, the novelization of the Kurgan actually has a whole backstory uh, to the you read a novel movie. over this? I think. yeah, there's novelization of it. Yeah, there's a so whole book this, series that Yeah, they adapted this it? into comics as well. <laughs> No, just, I tried to buy it so I could read this book because I'd be down, but it's $25 for a mass paperback book, and I couldn't justify that. Okay, we got to read about here. it. But Cloud's left for dead. We go back to the present day. They find the sword. He's arrested. He's interrogated. I do want to say there's one line where the cop is commenting on a funny act. I think they only threw that in there because they're addressing to the audience, like, we don't know what the fuck this guy is, where he's from, because his accent is... Un, I don't know where. Like, what is it? It's weird. It's a weird <laughs> accent. I'll give you that. It's all. It's but you know what? To be fair, to defend the movie, it's supposed to be. Well, yeah, it's like I don't know what 17th century Scottish people sound like. Well, what he also lived all across have? the world. Yeah, like he lived in France and French and all that. Also, apparently, Christopher Lambert couldn't speak English when yeah. he took this movie. He. Learned English this movie, so there you go. Hey, y'all, Kurgan's alive in the modern day, and he's Ethan McCloud, and he looks like a crazy person. Um, looks like hell. He does, man. He looks like a bad guy in a Streets of Rage video game. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I, I love the reference. It's just wow. Like, yeah, no. You know? Wow. What he does right now, right? What? He he's voicing Mr. Krabs. Oh, guy made it big. Um what? <laughs> well, Clancy Brown? Clancy Brown has had oh, no, I did not know that. Career. <laughs> Bro, this is, he's my MVP. He's my MVP. <laughs> No way! Oh no! And he's the voice of Surtur. And he's yeah, like, Brown's had a great career. He's had a good he's career. Had a good career. Oh my Are god! Better than Lambert's. I don't know. He wasn't in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he um, was an Inquisitor, though, in the Tales of Jai. Okay, mm-hmm. he's just doing <laughs> voice work, man. Yeah. He's done a lot of voice. Even his acting, though, he's he's done like live Bro, action he, acting. He, still, he did Mass Effect and drama. Everything. Mm-hmm. He even played. Uh, he had a role in the Goldbergs or something like that, where he was the Highlanders Club's teacher sponsor. I watched that one episode solely because of that. Oh my god, he's Baron Praxis and Jack and Daxter. Okay, now you're just making shit Dr. up. Dr. Cortex and Crash Bandicoot? Okay, we've got to move on from this dude. I cannot. Okay. Clancy um, Brown is holy shit. Today I'm finding out that Jared didn't know Clancy Brown until just now. I recognize him. <laughs> I just wasn't... I didn't realize he was Mr. Krabs. That's mind-blowing. Um. Okay. The dialogue in this was pretty terrible. We all agree, right? Yes. 
Because I'm thinking specifically when he's following the girl after she looks for a sword or whatever, and he follows her to the bar, and he says some weird, creepy shit, and then she follows him, and there's another fight. It's just, why? What's up, Jared? You real Another realization? Yes, he's Savage Opress in the Clone Wars! <laughs> Dude, did you not... How are you not knowing this? This man has been everywhere. All right. I'm <laughs> sorry. Do not react to me for like the next two minutes. Continue, Ray. Ray, Ray oh, okay. is like, well, we are off the rail. Our train's off the rail and now rolling down the hill. <laughs> I am lifting this hill up to get us back on track. Um, Okay. We first fight her again in the modern day. And, uh, Seth, the gathering keeps getting brought up. Can you explain what the gathering is? Yeah, so the gathering is going to be whenever there is one... The, so they live in throughout the hundreds of years or whatever, and if they run into each other and they don't like each other and they're on holy ground, they fight and they kill each other because uh, there can be only one. And they can only die with their head being severed. And so the gathering is when there's only a few left, they all kind of sense it and they gather quite literally kind of in one location and they go through and duel each other until there's quite literally only one person left and so this gathering they're having in the movie we see i think there's supposed to be actually four but we only see three we see castigar we see uh connor mcleod and the kurgan and oh and Fassel, obviously the old french four we're supposed to yeah, we saw four in modern day. We're supposed to see actually five though, because there's one guy that had a deleted scene, and uh, but the police, uh, the newspaper did report that one because they had well, no, a it, countdown them. Yeah, the New Jersey thing. There was a New Jersey like killing thing, but we were supposed to actually see the fight. It was going to be a uh, a two sworded fight guy and stuff. It was actually going to be really interesting, and they filmed it, but the footage got lost apparently, and I'm very sad about this. Jared had another. Realization, Jared, do you want to share again? Last one, last he was, one. Only, he's in Star only, Wars Rebels. Last one, only because it's relevant to what we've already talked about. He's going to be in John Wick Four. Oh wow! That completes the circle. Podcast over. We're done. <laughs> um, okay. We flash back 1500s again. Connor wakes up. Everyone's scared of him. They think he has the devil in him. He's banished from his tribe. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. I mean, we were burning people not that long ago for looking like the devil, so whatever. Um, we're back in modern day. And, um, can we just talk about his dope-ass apartment? That thing, I would never move. He has it I mean, he, made. He did it. Was it six generations we found out that he was living there? I mean, let's talk about it. Jared. What's your part about the apartment? Did you notice it at all? Like how crazy it was? I mean, he lives in like downtown, like Manhattan. Like, what the hell, man? All right. And I, the thing about it in the 80s, this man could be living on the street and he could still afford it. It didn't matter. And then I just think about, like, man, that's a nice-ass apartment. That probably costs, like, $8,000 now. That, that's the way to do it, people. Just 
just live forever and move in a place when it's cheap. Down. And then it become then you're just like, hey, I got prime real estate uh, in like uh, 120 years. So, um, squatters' rights, Jordan, baby. <laughs> I feel like Yorton noticed yep. the fish tank out of everything. The fish tank. Oh, you did yeah, notice nice the giant fish tank. Fish tank? It was night actually behind the couch when he was oh reading God. the biography or not biography, the book by Brenda. Yeah. It was, it was gigantic. Okay. Yes. I thought you would have been like pointing at it like uh Leo DiCaprio. Um okay. Um he also has that Maybe I zoned out in the movie. The movie I sometimes zone out with so that could have been it. I did like I... the only apartment. The two shots I particularly liked that I thought was really interesting. Was when he was driving his uh uh the Porsche the beginning where they had that view yeah. of him over the shoulder thought that was a cool shot and the other one what was made me think when he was showing off his apartment in that circle uh, circle room with all the antiques and I like that shot yeah that, that was the lounge the... Mm-hmm. that was that was probably the best room because it's we're talking about artifacts again it's like it's just like the Indiana Jones archaeologist alien things uh, and he's just collecting his stuff from over time. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, we're back in the past, y'all. And Chonery shows up speaking in a <laughs> Scottish accent, but he's an Egyptian wearing Spaniard clothing. Did you guys like Sean Connery in this movie? Where are we at? I mean, I like him in everything, so I can't really comment here. Jared, you're shaking your head no. It's an audio video. <laughs> He, he he isn't in I'm, it I'm, that much. He's also just make him I Scottish in just every me. movie. I, that man I, can't I, do accents. It's dude, I'm the same. Like I'm an Egyptian Spaniard. Get the fuck out of here, man. You're Scottish. What are we doing? I think he was well, trolling him with the Egyptian. I'm going to go with that. No, no. <laughs> I think the concept of the character is badass. But if you're going to cast Sean Connery. Just make him Scottish. Like, the man can't do accents. Just make him Scottish, you know? Because the, the concept of an Egyptian, a 2,000-year-old immortal, right? Okay, I'm down with that. You can do a lot of explorations with that. But, like, oof. That yeah, accent. Yeah. Then it, it's just weird because he definitely seemed more Spanish because of his outfit and his name and everything. So it's just, I just thought it was interesting. He looked like well, a... He, he reminded me of a fake ass Don Quixote. <laughs> Don <laughs> oh, the references on this podcast or this episode. Don Quixote before rain, he goes crazy, pretty much. <laughs> that was one I was not expecting. The MVP of this movie is the references we made talking about it. That's true. Uh, it's fine about me, man. Um, or queen. I mean, hard to be queen. Um, yeah, yeah. If we're being real. Um, so he, he, first of all, one comment real quick. He, uh, he wifed up pretty well. He got himself a good girl. She's looking good. MVP of my movie. Um, the second thing I want to comment on is as Sean Connery's teaching him about, you know, hey, you're, you're an immortal. Here's the rules, pretty much. I think, man, they, they take it to the extreme with the immortal. Like he is drowning underwater and then just says, Oh, I don't have to breathe now. 
like I can't die underwater. I mean, I feel like there's got to be some kind of consequence for at least. Yeah, these... I don't think that holds in the know. show in further movies. I think that's only in this movie that like he just oh whatever. That's new. I don't like that. Jordan, was that a little too far fetched for you? I've, Hello. For oh. me, it's like you're dealing with forces beyond what is normal. So for me, I was fine with it. Maybe the the thing I would like if he passes out and then he picks him back up and is like, oh, oh, he recovers. But no, I yeah. wasn't really bothered by the by the drowning part. Like, oh, I I I don't need to breathe. But you made a good comment. I was like. You still need to breathe to live and stuff. And yeah, there should have been some consequences. Like you drown, but then once you get pulled up, you kind of like your body just reacts and gets rid of the water in your lungs and your back. But like just walking around underwater like nothing's happening is kind of, I don't know. For me, it was a little too far. We get a training montage. This coming from the comic book guy. <laughs> There's some crazy aspects of that. <laughs> but anyways. My main beef with Aquaman is that they're talking underwater. That's not possible. I'm not um, even talking so. about Aquaman. I'm talking about like the Hulk and stuff. I don't know what the concern it is. It is possible. They explain it away in Aquaman. <laughs> You're going to do something How? ridiculous. At least explain it. How'd they explain it? I'm curious. I don't remember. I think I tuned out. I hated that movie. Oh, no. They just like talk through like air bubbles and shit. I think that's what they said. Oh, no, they didn't. That was in Justice League. They didn't do that in the Aquaman movie. Oh, okay. Hmm. They just straight up talked. Um, anyways, who cares? Who cares about Aquaman? Um, we get the trading montage, and there's no 80s song playing in the background. I don't know what that's about. Why would they deprive us of that? Um, <laughs> here's, here's what happened in this montage. Sean Connery's riding a horse, and Lambert is trying to keep up with the horse. That's training. Um... There's a lot of terrible sword fighting on mountaintops. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like terrible sword fighting. There's like a yoga scene where they're breathing and holding a sword at one point, and it's so bad. And then there's this one scene specifically. It's with the stag. When Sean Connery stops, he goes, "Do you feel that?" And he's like, he starts like, almost like revving up his engine, but it's like he's. I don't. Even, I don't even know how to describe it. And then Christopher Lambert goes, I feel it. I feel it. And they start running after the deer. And it was like some magical moment, but I don't understand the significance or what the hell it means or anything like that. Guys, do your best. So he said that's the quickening. And here's my theory. One, like the TV show, and I'm constantly referencing the show because the show takes all the ideas from this movie and makes it make sense. But the quickening is supposed to just be when they take someone else's head and they gain their memories and abilities and powers. Which, if that holds true for the movie, is really awkward if you think about what all the bad things the Kurgan has done to people he loves. But that's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, God! Yeah. I don't want to think about yeah, that! Yeah, yeah, that got dark real fast. Because <laughs> that's all I can think about in the movie, because that's what they said in the show. And they actually, in the show, they do it really... Now I'm getting distracted. Point being is... I think they were saying the quickening here was like the idea of life. Like when they killed, they were gaining like a refresher of life because in the movie, technically speaking, they actually kept aging after they first died and they would stop aging after their first kill. And so 
the quickening I think was meant to be life. So it's like, can you feel, you know, the stag's life and everything like that, the heartbeat of the stag, that's the quickening. It's that feeling in rush of life. I don't actually like that. I like the show's version no. better, but I think that's what it was supposed to be. Jordan, the man, here's a pop getting quiz. PTSD because he killed that man, and then now he has his memories of all the terrible things he did as he was trying to get out. The people he cares anyway. about. I know. Like, why do I want to kill you and know that? I don't. I'd rather you just stay alive and be somewhere. Um, Jordan and Jared, pop quiz. Can you tell me the rules? Of being an immortal. Oh yeah. Of being an immortal. Yeah, here goes the rules, bro. I'm waiting. He explains the rules because there are no rules. There are rules. They explain the rules. I just know you have you have to do the fighting. That's pretty much about it. The quickening. Okay. What are the rules? Go. (laughs) Teach us. You can't fight. You can't fight on holy ground. Holy ground is safe even if you don't believe in it. It doesn't matter. Holy ground is safe. It's tradition. Number two, right? There can be only one. All right? Number three is don't lose your head. That's the big one. Why can there only be one? Like, why? Is that just the internal drive they have, I guess? But Yeah, they're driven together like magnets. Yeah, one away, yeah, because like they have a spider sense that goes off when they get near each other and stuff. And they can meet and talk on holy ground, but they can't fight on it. And like sorry, I was getting distracted. I was trying not to talk about the show. But uh, in the show, but, they have friends that are immortals and they're cool and they're yes. not trying to cut each other's head off. Like Well, because some people are more power hungry than others. Also, you have like the fact that in the show they have friends and stuff like they even have friends in the movie. Castigar is his friend and everything else. The one they go some parties with and stuff. So it's like True. you don't have to kill. It's just that they're aware of each other and they know that eventually there can be only one, even if that means they have to fight eventually, anyways. And they don't really understand their no origins. Yeah, and there's no rush because they're immortal. So like, hey, we don't really have to do that. But they know that eventually one day there can be only one, and more than likely they're. You know- Bad guys and good guys. Jordan, you were saying something? I was going to say, Seth, have you ever seen an anime series, uh, Fate? No. Okay, that's I one not. I think you might like, describing how much you've been enjoying this, sort of the storyline and everything of this. I, yeah, I'll explain actually, it later and everything. But... Yeah. They have a Highlander oh, anime I want to watch. I haven't I'm watched it. It's the only one good. I haven't watched. Yeah, it's the only one I haven't watched. There's one more rule. You can't have children. Like you're, you cannot produce children. Like that's just not a thing you can do. So, there's oh, that. that's a rule. I wouldn't have considered that a rule. I wouldn't that, consider that, that a rule. That's just more I thought that biology. Was a that's true. <laughs> yeah. I will say in the show, if you're immortal, if you are a just a normal human and you kill an immortal, you become an immortal. I think I remember that plot line. Because his friend, I was, was going human, to ask that actually. I was like, what happens if you yeah. cut off a immortal's mm-hmm. head? Seth, no, because, I remember vividly one no. scene where his friend killed, he cut off an immortal's head, and then he absorbed the lightning and became an immortal. I remember that. I do. I That's promise weird. you. Because, like, when Darius dies in the end of season one, spoilers for that, but it's been out for like over 20 years now. Uh, he's killed by, he's killed on holy ground, which was a big deal, but it turns out he was killed by humans. Uh, and they had to kill Darius off screen because Darius had actually died in real life, the actor, but. He was a monk who was living on holy ground. 
because he refused to fight. Does so you just don't commit violence on continental grounds? Almost like <laughs> nice. Thank you, Jared. Are you, are you trying to say that John Wick copied Highlander and is a poor man's Highlander? Because if you are, I'll go with it. If you want to say, if I you poor say one more disparaging thing about Highlander, I am leaving this up. I mean, about I will uh, never disparage Highlander, sir. I am leaving Oscar this podcast. Movie of all time. <laughs> Can someone tell me the name of Sean Connery's sword? It had a name. Wow. We don't have video games. Yeah, he video. yeah, because it is the one that was getting examined by the uh the museum lady. The I know Masa it's made by literally. Masamune. I thought that, that was is a Masamune was the name of the sword, and there's lots of Masamune swords because it's made by the guy Masamune. Um, oh, okay. Which I found out is like an actual guy from ancient Japan. But I know it from Chrono Trigger and a few Final Fantasy games because it's a sword that's a, the most powerful sword in those video games. And it it's, it's a dope-ass sword. Um, so I was like, oh! I was like freaking out. Um, I was like, I just collected you in the last game I played. Um, well, now we know why Kurgan can't win, right? Because he's pretty bad and he wants to hurt mankind. Um, guys, what am I missing here? He, oh, Kurgan fights Sean Connery. I think this is up for scene of the movie. Jared, did you like this scene? Because specifically what stuck out to me was when everything starts falling apart in that little castle, except for the stairway, and it looks like a heavy metal album cover. When he's like, they're fighting on top of the steps. I don't know. It, the art there was pretty dope. I my favorite part about that was the lightning strike at the end with like the quickening, and him just like falling down due to the random lightning strike. Uh, that was a comedic moment <laughs> at the end of the fight. But no, no, no. Um, that that's up there. I think that. May not be my best scene, but that's definitely up there. I really love that part. I liked it a lot. Yorton, did you like it? Not particularly, no. Okay. I mean, that was a little <laughs> over-the-top cheesy, but it worked for me. I mean, yeah. it, it's over-the-top. The rest of the movie was over-the-top and cheesy. So it fit in line. That's why I was okay with it. It fit in line with everything else. What a weird role. Rachel has like just this assistant to this immortal that she's really I kind of get why they explained her because otherwise like who's this blonde lady he just hangs out with um his assistant he's rich he has an assistant I don't know true, but she's got to know and like if you're thinking she's got to know what he is and you're like I don't know I, did y'all like the origin of her yes if only because I also love the song that came from it. I felt I liked it, but I was like, I get why it got cut. It's a bit creepy. Oh, I didn't even pick up that vibe. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it's just, I didn't pick that either. I thought I got like a, he's saving an orphan type of vibe. Um, yeah, I, I guess why I feel like it's creepy because you later see him kiss. And even though it's an adult, I just mm-hmm. find that creepy that like oh you you're pretty much father figure and then now yeah i i didn't get a romantic from that scene though 
I didn't get a feel of that. At I all. feel like she had it definitely. You wanted him. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's definitely you can, I can see groomer vibes in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you I, could I, definitely I, see groomer vibes there, but I didn't in that that's moment, something I didn't where I'm like, I don't want to do any digging out there to figure Yeah, but see, I I'd argue it's not really grooming because he never had any intentions of like acting at all. In fact, it was a plot point that he never had. Well, he has no problem having sex with anyone, but he. (laughs) I I didn't get that. I I didn't. I'm not. I I, I didn't. I didn't see that one. Which, by the way, that's up for a worse scene of the movie. Is the sex scene, but we'll get there later. Um, That was awful. I wanted to vomit in my mouth. Um, We actually, this might actually be the best scene. It's the. It's actually a pretty beautiful montage of Connor and his wife from the 1500s and she just gets older throughout the montage and she dies in his arms while he stays young while Jared, live forever just... plays in the background i mean mm. on the yeah. nose mm. <laughs> well they wrote the song for this movie yeah perfect i love that song he actually wrote the song after seeing that scene i think so mm-hmm. is this let's reveal your your favorite, your uh, best scene nominees right now. Is this, is this it? Seth is saying, yeah, Jared, is this, have we talked about your, your best scene yet? Oh, no. I mean, I have obviously the fight scene between Kurgan and Sean Connery. Then I also have the entire church scene just because this man is so fucking hideous and just trying to cause a ruckus and just it's yeah. just a fun scene to watch. And Christopher Lambert's like, I wish I could kill you, but I can't do anything. It, it's just a great scene. It sets it up. So between that one and the comically bad final fight scene. He licks the priest's hand. It's so edgy, McEdgy, you know? It's so great. Dude is like edgy, McEdgy. Yeah. And I think the point is what makes it so great is because you fucking know Clancy is not, is just hamming it up. As Phil said about, again, I'm going to reference John Wick about Lawrence Fishburne and John Wick. They just said, hey, just ham it the fuck up. Just be you, uh, like just be this ultra, like over the top character. And I felt like that's what he was in that one scene that should have been serious, but it was so over the top, it just made it perfect. But uh, I was also going to add, just as another little fun side note here, is that the Kurgan's older than the birth of Christianity. And so to him, he also doesn't view churches as really all that serious. He just respects the holy site traditions and he views them as a upstart cult. So I love that it adds that little flair to it. Yeah. So like he looks at him, he's all like, okay, I don't actually take y'all seriously. So him acting a fool is besides for us in a modern audience looking at it as like, you know, oh my God, what the hell? But it's also him being very much of the character of not viewing these people as like they don't he doesn't view it as serious. Like this is whereas Connor McLeod, who was raised in the church prior to his immortality, right? Yeah. Would view it as serious. So but it was a really Jesus good juxtaposition. Did, yeah, if Jesus did exist, he could have literally witnessed him. 
Yeah. Like if he was in the right time, or right, right, or in the right place. That's that's kind and of. He cool. had the crucifixion, like, ha ha! I just imagine laughing, <laughs> throwing rocks. <laughs> that's terrible. Hey, you know what? Scene had to have not been in the original theatrical cut. The drunk dueling scene. There's no way that made the final cut. That's got to be a director's cut only feature. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? How about the all the somersaults from the first fight? Oh god, that wasn't. It. <laughs> the backflips weren't in the original cut. Apparently, apparently that was something they they restored, and I'm like, they could have left that one out. Uh, <laughs> I like they went to it like three times to it. You know, it's like okay, saw the one, then they get them going to. I'm like, why? Why are you so interested in this new guy doing somersaults? I thought the drunk dueling though was actually great. That was a great comedic relief moment, and it showed if you're immortal, what you could get away with. I just altered the movie. I'm not complaining. I'm glad I saw it, but it was like it does kind of ruin the flow. You know, you're like it's. It did have a yeah. It didn't have any connection to the modern day. That's actually my favorite scene: the drunk dueling scene. (laughs) It was good. It was. I got a good laugh from it. Um, I was trying to think what was my favorite scene, and then yeah, in some random alley, Kurgan kills. Uh, Connor McLeod's friend, who we met like literally for two seconds, um, is that crazy retired Marine guy? Was he part of the police force? Originally, uh, the, the guy, guy that who came like, shot with him the up, machine gun, the vigilante. Yeah. No, I think he was just some crazy. I think he's supposed to represent the '80s in a nutshell. Uh, he, a, a he sounded like he was just a prepper and just. Well, the, well, I guess the only reason I ask is because him and the. Police, when the police went to go talk to him at the hospital, had like this camaraderie, like see you in work Tuesday, that kind of vibe. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I was like, are they, are they, uh, are they like working together? Oh, anyways, he was stabbed in the gut. Um, we find out Connor goes by different names, blah, 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 Nash, all that stuff. Um, the church scene, Jared. All right, so Jared, here we are. We're at the church scene finally. What was your favorite part? Of the church scene, was it the licking of the hand, or was it just this guy being an absolute menace to the nuns and stuff? This man was a fucking menace to society. Just that his entire demeanor—he was laughing, he was licking hands, he was just being obstinate, and I loved it because he hammed it up. So, like, honestly, if anybody would have tried to match like Christopher Lambert's energy of like being serious in that moment, the scene wouldn't be a fourth as good as it was because he went the opposite of Christopher Lambert in that moment. Yeah. It was a very entertaining scene only because it was like, I don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to kill this priest? Is he going to is he going to like punch a nun? Like I don't know what's going to happen right now. And Jared's right. I mean, it really does. Like I think if they had had someone who mirrored uh, you know, Connor McLeod's seriousness in the church, I don't think it works anywhere near as well. I think it worked really really well because of that because it was the exact opposite. So, yes, Jared summed that up great. And Yorton and Jet or Yorton and Jared answer this question. Is this the most unearned relationship, the scene that happens afterwards, where they confront each other, the girl and uh, Connor McLeod? Okay. The most unearned relationship where they just start 
going that's to why out? i was wondering i was asking about the psychic powers because that's the only way i feel like he could have wooed her that quickly <laughs> but then he's then jared said oh no he gets those powers or assessed it no he gets those powers after he uh killed the dude so it's like never mind that broke that theory but i do not understand where that romance came from out guys, of nowhere guys i just want y'all to know this is not the most out of nowhere romance that's coming up in this movie series i, oh, no. I just want to this this you say this relationship doesn't feel earned i agree for the record but compared to what's coming this relationship is going to feel like it took 10 seasons of 22 episodes a season TV show to get there. I just want to throw that out there. Just as a little teaser for what's coming. But yes, I agree. This is a completely unearned relationship. How? Okay, I have a comment, Jared. You're going to want to listen to this. Well, I, I just a... want to say something really quick. That I, well, I'm just going to throw away that part of the power is like women just fall for him for no reason. I... That's the only way this is making sense well, to me. He does have that older man wise demeanor this man, about him. This man is not Michael B. Jordan. What are we doing? He'd be great in Highlander, by the way. He's just actually <laughs> He would, but what 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 no, I mean, did have women like just fall. Hey, women randomly falling for him? Michael B. Jordan. He just exists and women are in love with him. That's how it works. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan breathes. Woman, Must will you nice. marry me? <laughs> he actually uh, he would be a great Highlander. Well, not Highlander. Well, he'd be yeah, great. Right. Anyway. You can't call it Highlander. You gotta yeah. call it... Like, I don't even know what you would call it. I'm not going to no, that. Actually, um, no, fuck that. I want to see hit Michael B. Jordan with a Scottish accent. Let's do it. Make some Let's crazy backstory. Wait, isn't there... Is, there are... The there is a black Highlander dude, or at least he was wear wearing a kilt. I don't know if he was supposed to be Scottish. He's probably just an extra on set. Um, okay, how crass can I? Like, how rated R can we get with this podcast? Because I noticed something during the sex scene, but I don't. If it's going to make everyone uncomfortable, I don't want to talk about it. But I mean, I I spend every episode shitting on cops and saying the f word, so. Okay, so I'm scared. Mom can pick me up. <laughs> I mean, me too. <laughs> Where he's clearly—I feel like he's taking advantage of this actress during the scene. Like I'm in character. I'm in character. I feel like that's his excuse. He's like really going in on her nipples at one point, and there's a moment <laughs> where <laughs> I went for Seth to recover. Hold on, wait for Seth to he's recover. Nibbles. He uh, he starts to go down on her, and she stops him and pulls him up. And I think he was like, "Here's my chance. I'm going down." And she stopped him. I don't think that was a character moment. I think that was the actress going, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. We're just making like art here. Like we're not doing this. You just rewatch it." I think he's uh, a little pushy. I don't think there's any way on earth I can rewatch this movie and not think of this conversation as I think it will be forever seared into my brain. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's ever a recovery from what I just heard. Next time you watch it, just look for that, man. Don't worry. Sure. I think I don't have a choice. Uh. She stops him and good for her. Power to her. Um, 
All right, now we're back in PG PG thirteen mode. Um, Kurgan abducts abducts the girl from her apartment, which is actually there's a cool scene when she leaves. Um, Connor's. I keep calling him Connor like we're best buds. Connor's apartment, <laughs> and you see Kurgan just lingering behind, and mm-hmm. he got phase behind the building. I thought that was really cool. That was that was some good uh, filmmaking right there. And he takes her on the craziest car ride of anyone's life. I mean, I shit my pants. I wasn't even in the car, so <laughs> that was pretty good. Yorton, what would you have done? Could you? Would you have done anything in that moment, or would you have just said like, "Fate is in his hands"? Like, I don't, what could you have done? Roll out of the car seat yeah. out in traffic. <laughs> I'll I take my fit. chances. <laughs> All right, well, we're at the end of the movie now. Uh, Connor goes to save her, and they have a giant fight on the roof, and they end up in the warehouse. Talk about this fight. Why Why did you actually like this fight? Because I thought it was very mediocre, but I guess in comparison, it stood out. You, you answered the reason why I liked it. It was relative to the other fights in the movie. It actually did feel a little better. I don't think it's a very good fight, especially by its own. And if you look at other sword fight movies, like it's never going to be in the top sword fighting scenes in cinema history i'm not even sure to be in the top 50 but it was so our movie about sword fighting it actually didn't have very great sword fights in this movie again that does improve though not necessarily as the movies go on but at least in movie four it's good that i can tell you or is the one with duncan yep it's end game the best end game fuck out of here um <laughs> yorton were you whelmed Overwhelmed or underwhelmed by the sword fight? I was underwhelmed by far with the sword fight. I was just like, like, and now I need to go watch some movies in the 80s that involve sword fighting just to see how does it compare to other movies of that time, or is it just the movie sword fighting was that bad during the mid 80s? Well, you could tell. They had a, a very small budget, and I don't think they spent that budget on a stunt director. Jared, you liked the fight at the end? Is that what you said earlier, or was it? Oh, it was. It was so terrible. It was actually good. Yeah, enjoyable I, for all it the was wrong so. It was so bad. It's one of those things that that you know you're just like kind of like um. I guess I'll say Fast and the Furious like seven. It it was just like bad enough. Or no, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is a perfect example. Um, for anyone who watched that movie, watch it because it's actually good. Because it's so bad, it's fucking good. And that's what that final fight scene was. It was just there are certain things that just hit that point where it's bad enough. It's just like I'll watch this again. So like that was so bad, I can't wait to go back for more. No, 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 no. Seriously, like if we ever do like Hobbs and Shaw, like it's in my Hall of Fame because it's it's the perfect blend of bad. Like right. I'm not even lying, and so like that's what this final fight scene reminds me of. Except it's like Hobbs and Shaw with a less budget. <laughs> to be honest with you, Jared, that is why I wanted this podcast for movies like that, like the. The Armageddon's, the Mortal Kombat's, the movies that like are critically just slammed, but you can't get enough of them. Like you just every time they're on, you're like, "Oh, I fucking love this movie." So, 
Those are the movies I want in the Hall of Fame. Get this good film making out of here with the uh, what's that? What's that movie we watch with the the Asian people in the wedding? Um, <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> way to describe a movie. What movie? What's the name of the movie? Crazy Asians. Rich, crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians, yes. To be honest, that's not a better way to describe the movie anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, get the good films out of here. Um, I want I want more Mortal Kombat's and Highlanders, to be honest with you. Um, hey, he wins the prize. Seth, what is the prize? So in this movie, the prize is that he gets to age out. He's going to age slowly, but he gets to age out his life, live out his life. He gets to have kids. He's mo- pretty much mortal again. But he's also in one with nature, God, and lo- not God, God, but like God, nature. Mother and nature. Like people. Yeah. 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 And people. So he can like read minds and he can help uh, be a diplomat, essentially, and lead people and help solve the differences when people have uh, okay. By being able to read their minds and stuff like that, and so he's he just knows everything. He has knowledge and connections and stuff. So, from what I understand, the, sh- the show is like the movie took place. However, it's a little bit different. He didn't win the prize because there's still a bunch more high or immortals out there, right? Yes. All right. Fair enough. Essentially, the the prize never happened. In other words, it basically it's like he defeated the Kurgan. He got the quickening. But he did not like everything ignore, especially this next movie. Like it ignores that one, then the third movie ignores the second one, and the fourth one ignores the third one. And after that, though, I think the five, six, and I think seven all agree. Hey, breaking news, y'all! Breaking news, Jared, you're cooler than me. You you might know who this is. Pete Davidson is now dating Ice Spice. Do you know hey, who Ice Spice is? There is. Why would you say that? There's not, not during Black History Month. We still got another day. Google her, no. Ice Spice, and you will. Hey, no, respectfully, Ice Spice. I will say respectfully. Ice Spice. I yeah, know hey. she's a she's a Spice Girl back in the day. Uh, I know you're lying to me because I know that's not one of the Spice Girls' names. Hey, uh, respectfully, but honestly, during Black History Month, come on. I'm sorry. To be fair, to be fair for me, I I'm just bad with artists, uh, musicians' names. There's very few musicians you can bring up a name and I would know. Gordon, I was introduced to this person on Friday, so okay. I'm looking at an image right now of Pete Davidson and someone photoshopped the Infinity Gauntlet on his hand. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect perfect meme right there. Um, the references of this movie or this podcast. The references of this movie. Uh, Alright, best scene. Uh, Jared, go. Um, the more I talked about it, I gotta go with the church scene. It just, to me, it's the perfect encapsulation of this movie. Great concept, serious, but also ridiculously over the top. It's if you want to know what this movie is. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you're done. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say if you if you trying to pitch this movie to somebody, I'm just gonna show them the church scene on YouTube, and that's that's it. What the fuck are you showing me, Jared? Yeah. (laughs) He looked as. Hey, do you want me to watch this movie? Hey, you. Uh, what's your what's your favorite scene? 
I, oh, it's the drunk fight scene, just because I like how much he was playing with the dude getting stabbed, overacting, then falling down, and then getting back up. And the dude finally got tired of it. Just like, I give up. Seth, favorite scene? Uh, it's going to have to be the Who Wants to Live Forever scene. I It was like a surprisingly poignant and emotional moment in an over-the-top, cheesy 80s cult favorite movie. And when you can make me feel emotion in a movie like that, I got to give it to you. And I just felt emotion in that scene. And I was like, oof. And I don't know. It's just so well done. And then the music helps, obviously. But I don't know. No, you're right. I think that's the best scene. But my favorite scene is probably the, the drunk fight, just because of how ridiculous it is. Um, MVP of this movie? Jared? Oh, it's Kurgan. Mm. See, I'm going. I'm not picking someone. I'm picking the concept. I think like the idea and concept is so strong in this movie. It's the only thing that carries me through this movie. I think it's one of the main things. But Kurgan, Kurgan was so over the top, and I get why you pick him. Seth, what's your pick? My pick is Queen, legitimately Queen, because the music for this movie is phenomenal, and it is the one constant throughout the movie that's great. However. I would like to say Jared's pick is fantastic, and I'd also say your pick is fantastic as well. Hey, we don't need you to be nice on this podcast, okay? Uh, Yorton? I can't. What? I love this movie. <laughs> I love this MVP I can't help it. MVP. Uh, I'm, I am going to go with the intro, and partly due to the Queen music in the front of it. Okay. And I just thought it was a interesting intro to just bring you into this movie. It make you definitely feel like okay. Yep, I, I get the time frame and the settings of this movie. Six man award. This one's tough. Ramirez. Yeah. Yeah. Sean like, what's Connery. tough about it? Who else? I forgot yeah. he existed. I forgot he was in this movie because he's not in it that long. I actually just remembered he was in it. That's why he makes for a good six man because he's not no, in it that. Long. <clears throat> it's perfect. Ramirez, hands down. Um, just wish I could just, just either make him Scottish or get cat make him get get a new actor. Just the character itself, yeah. Yes. I, agree. You, I mean, yeah. And Jared's favorite game, y'all. Road trip hang. Who would you not want to go on a road trip with, and who would you most want to go on a road trip with? I am not taking Kurgan. He is cut. He is not coming with me. I think if he's not your answer, you're, there's something wrong with you. Um, and I would take. I mean, I would. I don't know. I'm torn. I need to hear your all's answers. Jared, do you have answers? Oh. Um. So I am definitely going with uh, Ramirez, Sean Cottery. Um. He seems like he'd be like I'm on a road trip with him with elder statesman. He always has my best interests in mind, but he doesn't mind dabbling in some things that we probably shouldn't dabble in. It was like a good mix. Probably less murder and tempting fate as my other picks, but yeah. Um and Kurgan, uh as much as I love him in this movie, so much I would hate to be in a car with him for more than one minute. He's not driving. That is for sure. Um, so no, we're gonna die. He's immortal. <laughs> yeah, he's. He don't care. Yeah, Seth. 
Uh, I'm going to pick Connor McLeod, and I'm going to pick him. I know Connor McLeod's a super, especially in this movie, he's very dour and kind of like down. But we also saw him, you know, have some fun times throughout his life. And so I feel like a guy who could be calm and chill and relaxed and, you know, knows a lot of stories and stuff like that is the perfect person to go with. So Connor McLeod, and obviously I'm not going with the Kurgan because. Yeah. Who Your wants name? that in their life? I mean, uh, yeah, Ramirez easily, 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 easily the one I would want to go on the road trip with. Uh, he just that is a man who enjoys his life, and uh, that you're going to live forever. But it's good to good to enjoy your life. Yeah, he's seen uh, the world. Def- yeah, uh, and then definitely do not want to go. Uh, with Krugan, there is nothing redeemable about that guy or interesting where I would want to be. We were like, yeah, let's hang out. Yeah, that that's not going to happen. <laughs> I think that's that's the pick I'm going with. Uh, all right, so what do we got left? We got, oh, Rotten Tomatoes game? All yes. right, so who won last week? It was Seth. Seth, Seth is in the lead. Yeah. He has four, Yorton has two, Jared has three. So, this is the first time in history that I'm in the lead, solely in the lead, by the way. This is Wait, the what? first podcast. What in tarnation? This is the my year. This is my year. When did, when did Jared turn into Yosemite Sam? <laughs> what He's, always been that. He's always been Yosemite. That's his secret. All right. Uh, Yorton? What do you think this movie got in Rotten Tomatoes? I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> this movie... Because it, it, it's such a movie of its time that I don't know how to judge this movie. So I'm just going to go with a fairly average Rotten Tomatoes score of 78. It's not really good, amazing, not really bad, just like that's typically what you'll see most movies at. Wouldn't that be certified fresh? Mm-hmm. Okay. This movie's certified fresh. All right. Uh, Jared? I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go a little... I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go um, 58. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Why? Oh, I, because... I know. I just... <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't think people appreciate this movie for how ridiculous it is and how it actually, it may seem like it takes itself serious, but it actually doesn't. And the concept is great, but people are going to be like, it didn't deliver on the concept, but it actually did. But I think people will miss the point. So I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go low on it, 58. And Seth. Jordan picked 78, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, and Jared picked uh, 58. So mm-hmm. uh, I just, I'm going to split it down the middle, though I'm not really sure if I feel this way. Actually, I was going to pick like 75, but that feels too close to Jordan. So I'm just going to say 68. And I'm going to say 68. Uh, but, okay. My thinking on this is this it spawned a franchise. So there had to be at least some love there. However, it's a cult movie that I know bombed when it first came out. 
Yeah, it so, Yeah, there had to be some love from somewhere in order for this to spawn. Especially, like I said, y'all are in for a special treat. I'm only 45 minutes into the second movie, but holy effing cow. All right? Like, wow. Uh, it is, it's a movie. But, oh my god. But, so I'm going to go 68. Only because I feel like, I actually think it's like a 75. I actually think Jordan's probably going to end up coming across. Just because it spawned, it spawned a franchise. It had, and it had Queen. And you it had great movie Queen. You loses money, you make three more. That's, I don't understand the logic there. But whatever. I, hey. I, that's what I'm saying. It had to have some love because of that. I, I know it bond. It's a cult favorite, but. This movie has an audience score of 79. That still seems sure. low for an audience, but okay. It has 38 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Because, Ooh. you know, like, it wasn't around and people aren't going back and retroactively reviewing this movie. It does have a 71. So, Seth wins again. This year's cursed. I don't know what to make of this. But Seth now has five points, leading the league in dubs. Um, what are we doing next? What's next? What's the next category for you? I think that's it, huh? Do you recommend this movie? Oh, Roger Ebert didn't review this. He did the second movie. That's all. That's a poor guy. Um, <laughs> all right. Would you guys recommend this movie to somebody? Oh, yes. Yes. 100%. Right. Yeah, like I told you, I'm going to show them the church scene and then go from there. Jordan? I am not, just because I feel like this is a movie such of its time that it's just, it's hard to recommend if someone hasn't already seen it and enjoyed the movie, I feel like. Okay, fair enough. And so I'm saying, yeah, I'm recommending it. Um not as high art, but just as like you need to know this movie just for the fucking references. So you know when people say there can be only one, you know what what, what people are talking about. I've never seen this movie and I know what it's talking about. <laughs> I feel like well in order to understand the greatest Will Ferrell movie of all time, you have to watch this movie in order to get Ricky Bobby. So Man, it's yeah, a superior you know, movie, so I wouldn't say it's his best movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. You, you, in order, I mean, in order to fully appreciate that joke, you have to watch this movie. And uh, also, this movie's great. It has so many surprising things, and it has such a great concept that it's like, this is really awesome. Also, by the way, I'm still processing, but I think that might be the first time I've won, and I'm not angry at the score because it's about pretty much what I expected it to get, even if it was a few points lower than what I thought, and that feels weird. It feels weird. I don't know. You were angry last time with the indie movie? I'm pretty sure I was. I didn't remember it feeling like... Because I've always... I usually always guess scores I don't like. Like, it's what I think they're going to do, not what I think it should be. And this one actually feels about right. That's weird. When I clicked on Highlander on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it said, here are movies you might like based off of this movie. Here are the five movies they gave me. You all ready for this? Starship Troopers. Stargate. Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Goldeneye. I don't know why it's up there. And oh, Waterworld. 
Waterworld. Ooh. All hits, That's a no misses. All hits, no misses there. <laughs> okay, the Waterworld really, really sort of throws me off because the other ones are fun, like popcorn movie, and Waterworld's not really a fun popcorn movie. It's Kevin Costner and his most indulgent. I love Kevin Costner. Actually, no, take that back. Waterworld is a miss. I was thinking Postman. Postman. Oh, that is a good one. That is a great um, one. Yes. Guys, let's finish this off real quick. Who is who's voting for the Hall of Fame for this movie? Because me and Seth are. I know that much. I mean, I yeah. So I, and Jared. I've ne- I haven't said anything negative about this movie yet. But it's, no, it's. I mean, it's in there. It's in the Hall of Fame. Like, what are we oh, doing? Yeah. What are we talking about? Damn, I'm so proud I'm of you right now. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm but, walking this but the la- honestly, movie. but the Last Crusade's not in the Hall of Fame. I forever. <laughs> last Crusade. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Jordan. 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 Street Fighter is neither. I know you're. Hey, I voted for Street Fighter. I, I, I yeah, no, I, 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 I regret I my vote. I understand the pain. <laughs> Yeah. I don't regret vote. your vote at all. <laughs> Keep that fucking I, movie far away from the Hall of Fame, please. I actually want to put it in. I have good memories of it. Um, Ray's over here. The whole point of this pop, uh, <laughs> the podcast is for these stupid fun adventure movies. And then of one of the biggest fun stupid adventure movies there are, he's like, nope, not going into the Hall of Fame. I don't know what was wrong with me. I must have had a bad time. <laughs> And then you want to talk about movies that have some of the best quotable lines? I would say Street Fighter. I know. I want to do a redo, man. I let y'all down. I apologize. Um, but this movie goes in. Okay. I oh, see. Oh, no questions asked. Other I'm than, only, but, other than the, there can only be one. What other quotable movie can you reference to this? I don't think you need another one. <laughs> I'm not even sure you need another line. That line is so iconic that it... I, I mean, there's my other quote. Yeah, um, no. Don't lose your head. Don't lose your Who head. Who wants to live forever? The whole soundtrack music that was made for this. It's a kind of magic. That's great. Anyways, so next week Wait. we're going to watch Highlander 2, which by all counts is so bad that the third movie immediately erases it as if it never happened. Right? Okay. But then the third movie is just as bad for different reasons. I heard. So I oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I haven't watched. I have not watched two, three. I watched one, four in the TV show. I can't wait. I feel Yorton's gonna lose his mind and like take a hiatus on this podcast. Just going to go I, in a coma watching it and just be like zone no, out and be like, no, guys, two's misunderstood. It is single-handedly one of the greatest movies of all time. It's Jordan, wildly misunderstood. If you ever get a chance to watch on 3x speed, here's your chance. No, you'll miss the greatness. Don't do it. Stalk. On right, a completely I'll... other note, Clancy Brown voiced <laughs> was on a show called NASA Seals. <laughs> the first combat astronauts. It's an animated thing. <laughs> Anyways, Ridiculous. roll out. <laughs> uh, any last comments? Anything y'all want to say before we go? Do we leave anything out? Jared, you done? I feel like we burnt this movie out. There's not much more to say. Yeah, we're all we good. lost our head. We lost our head. There we go. And on that quote, until next time, we will see you guys later.